co-host Simon Cross here at Let Me Tell You Something to watch a match that Dave Meltzer of the Wrestling Observer has rated five stars or higher and this is an important one I suppose this is the end of another trilogy of matches and it's a return to a match that the previous one is one of the two matches so far that we have both also rated five stars I've rated two other matches five stars but Simon didn't agree with me on that one but Simon's standards were met the last time that Mitsuhara Masawa, Toshiaki Kawada and Kenta Kabashi locked up with Jumbo Saruta, Masanobu Fushi and Akira Tawe. And this is the third bite of the cherry. There was a fourth match between the two. I think it was in between two and three. Uh, where the R2 and R3. So this is essentially part four. We've done parts one and part two, I believe. Part three, Jumbo's army brought the score back to 2-1. So let's see where we go with this one. We join it in progress in the clip it, that I watched. Was it yeah. the same for you, Sai? So we didn't same get to watch me, the yeah. full match. But it did seem to be in the early stages as uh, Kabashi and Fushi were locking up. Um, again, it's interesting seeing where the crowd loyalties have laid. Like in the first match, they were very much on Jumbo's army. In the second match, I remember it being a bit more 50-50, but more it's in favour of... Um, this is very much a pro Misawa Kawada and Kabashi crowd. Mm. They are booing Saruta, Tawe, and the shithouse Fushi out of the arena. Although Tawe gets the most hatred, I thought, in this match. Yeah, yeah. Um, not too sure why, because um, Fushi's... The, the, the great betrayer. That's what he was to the Super Generation Army. Ah, so, you know. Yeah. But no, um... Yeah, no, Fushi's still doing his shithousery. Um, lo- lovely little bits. Um, when he just cuts off the ring so well at one point after um, Akira tags him in, he just stops Misawa from getting anywhere near to like... And I, I know it's not out-and-out shithousery, but <laughs> even the tactical stuff, he makes it look like he's a shithouse doing it. It's more of the same. It's very much more of the same in this match, and that's not a bad thing in any way if you're having matches as good as these guys. Um, There's a lot more, like, there are heat segments for both teams, like uh, Misawa uh, Misawa Kabashi and Kawada target Akira Tawe's legs, a leg for a long stretch of the match. Basically try and put him in a wheelchair. Yeah, pretty much. Um, Again, it's like Misawa's clearly the captain of his team, Jumbo's clearly the captain of their team. And when they face off in the ring briefly at the start and then again towards the end, that's when you know it's going up a new level, like another gear. I feel we saw more of Kawada this time. Yeah. Well, Kawada seems to have been the star of these matches more than anyone. Yeah. Or but as I far as he like... seems to be the one that you've enjoyed the most anyway. I, I just love it. I, he's, like, he's like a fucking buzzsaw. I just love him. Um, but now, in terms of actually being in the ring and for extended periods, not just a short burst of intensity, he's there for more substantial periods. Well, he gets, he gets beaten up stuff. for a long stretch of the match as well. Uh, he's yeah. pile-drivered on the outside by uh, Jumbo Saruta. Again, Another it's like that's, that's always like a key moment when someone gets when one of the opponents gets hit with a big move. Outside. Um, on the outside of the ring. like uh, m- the, They beat up on Misawa for a while after Tawe hits his Donden, 
which is sort of like a choke slam mixed with a cloth. Like, I'm not quite sure how to describe it. It's like yeah, because like, um, yeah. straight after straight after the pile driver, he gets chucked back in. That they're, they're just battering him, and then the crowd are really starting to like fire up behind him at that point as well. Hmm. Um, it was interesting with the tree of woe spots. I like that as well when they got them in. Like they got two members. I think they got Tawe and um, Fushi into the tree of woe. Yeah, and were beaten on them both, and then when they did the same to, um, they attempted to do the same to Kawada as well, um, Fushi and and Saruta, and again the crowd would boo them mercilessly. Uh, when yeah, they were trying to do it. Um, I don't have a lot to say. A lot of it's kind of not re- well. Some of it's repeated spots like Kabashi does bit. his rolling leg crab, um, rolling cradle thing for a very long time. Yeah, and that's pretty much as soon as he's in the mat, like as soon as he gets tagged in following the Kawada mm. sort of segment, he's he, uh, he all he does before that is he just fires off some like quick chops a lariat, and next thing you know, he's just rolling people around. Yeah, uh, yeah it's it's the the key rivalry again seems to be Masara and Jumbo, but also Kawada and Tawei. And what was also interesting is Jumbo really sells all of um, Masawa's like strikes really like he's been being yeah badly like jumbo is selling a lot for masawa in this match yeah he, he seems a bit more vulnerable but yeah. on this on the flip side i don't know about you but he when he gets into the ring and hits something because he's i think it's just the, the grumpy old man that jumbo is because i think he's just so sick of continuing to have to fight this fight as <laughs> There's just a bit more nastiness in the moves he hits. You know what I mean? We've said how much we've enjoyed grumpy old man Jumbo in this match, in these matches. But he just just seems really just keen to have this done with. (laughs) Not in a, oh, I don't like enjoy who I'm working with in terms of, I just want to fucking move on from this. (laughs) Sick of these three people like ruining my life. Yeah. Um, I mean, do do you have, I don't have a lot more notes really. Just Kawada surprises Tower with kicks Oh, there's one point where he you see like a three-point like, tackle. Yeah, um, at one point as well, um, Kawada goes to tag Masawa, but Masawa like won't accept the tag, and it's Kabashi. I don't know if that was like a miscommunication thing. Yeah, or so it was very or possibly him trying to be yeah. letting like the young guys do the work. Well, I think it's just like they want to save Masawa for key points, and maybe just Kawada had lost his place in the match or something. Potentially, yeah. Um, I like the finish. Um, in terms of like, it's a great way to sort of wrap things up. Yeah, um, Again, it's just the classic things of like one of them getting a submission hold or something, and the teammates standing off against their opponent. Sometimes not even fighting; they're just like yeah. daring them to get involved because they know they're going to block them. There know? were great parts. There were great moments in the last match with the standoff uh, stuff. Yeah, uh, especially. But no, it was just very good. It it's just more. More great, more good tag team wrestling. And in the end, uh, Kawada wins it for the team with a dragon sleeper on Tawei. That's really good dragon sleeper as well. Yeah, I, I think there's a special name for that version of it. I just can't remember what it is. Kawada's version of the hold. Because mm. it sort of combines it with an abdominal stretch in a way. Yeah. I think it might be called the stretch plum, actually. I think that might be what it's called. Sounds painful. Mm. Yeah. Um... But yeah, it's just more of the same. Like, you know, you're going to get a good match from these. But is it a five-star match? Is it as good as the previous match? I don't have it down in my, as a five-star no, match. No, neither do I. 
I think it might be the lesser of the three, but maybe that's as much because we join it in progress, so it feels like a little bit of like a we're not getting the full we're not getting a full course meal, like or something. Uh, there even, was a good... even if what we've missed was literally just them standing off and you know like a yeah. couple of exchanges. But maybe but... that's the key bit because yeah. we in that in the previous their previous match, I was hooked. Fully immersed. And it was an epic, and like, 52-minute match. This yeah. condenses, is condensed more. It's about as long as the first match, maybe even shorter, which was about 30 minutes. And sometimes um, we, we, we recently spoke about how um, the most recent incarnation of War Games was too long. Sometimes matches can be robbed of time and need an extra 5-10 minutes to go from good to great. Yeah. Yeah, so it's not, yeah, we're not, we're saying if you're going to watch a match, you know, it'll be interesting to see if maybe this makes either our top 10s in the next uh, top 10 update that we'll have to do in a few episodes time. Uh, that'll be, uh, that'll remain to be seen. But what it is, unfortunately, Simon, is the final match with Jumbo Saruta involved. Because Jumbo, unfortunately, very soon after this, uh, is taken ill. And he really, as a main event wrestler, just was not possible anymore. He could not physically go due to illness. Whereas what was, was the illness? Uh, I think it was something to do with his liver, possibly. I might be wrong. And then, of um, course, unfortunately, he passed away in uh, 99 or 2000 or so uh, from cancer. Oh. Uh, yeah, very, very... Yeah, not 2000 he died. Um, it's kind of been very old, then. In 1992, he completed the October Giant Series tour before disappearing from the company for almost a year. For the rest of his career, he's mostly in, yeah. Yeah, he just, he'd just he just been ill, I can't see. Uh, I'm sure in the Dave Meltzer obituary, if I had that to hand, it would have been. Um... He'd actually moved to the US to become a PE teacher. Um, Jesus, you wouldn't muck about in that class. At university, but yeah, he got kidney cancer. And then he was having to travel all over the world, because like, there's some weird things going on with... Um, Japanese uh, hospitals and getting transplants and transplant late waiting lists. So we ended up going to the Philippines. Yeah, because uh, um, where he I died don't know. from complications from the transplant. Yeah, at forty nine, which yeah. is very young for yeah. you know. And he like and in, in Japan, if he'd have been, if he'd have not had these issues, he would probably still be having. Well, Fushi um, was called upon to be in like big matches in two thousand and one, and he's noticeably. About the same age, maybe a bit older than Saruta. So there's no age limit Saruta, on shithousery. If, if Saruta had 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 not had these illnesses in '92, we would have probably had several more five star matches with Masawa and himself. It would have been a rivalry to match that of uh, Okada and Tanahashi's battle over the passing of the torch. Um, and he would have probably still been involved in great six man and eight man tags and and tag team matches. And he, he could have through. took someone. He could have been. He could have been the opponent that could have made someone have. Yeah, uh, well, you would assume that he would have also been like essentially Stan Hansen took his role as being like the final boss for Masawa to complete his. You have completed your training. You know, it was like then Kabashi and Kawada. Like it would have been Saruta that would have been like the final hurdle for them to get past, but instead it became Stan Hansen instead, who's obviously also great at the job. But that would have been Saruta's role as well. That. After he finished his rivalry with Masawa, he would have probably then had the rivalry with Kawada, where Kawada would come closer and closer until finally beating him. And then Kabashi after that, and they might have had the best matches of all of them, for all you know. you know, Because this Jumbo Saruta, at this point, in uh, 41 years old, you can tell that if he'd have, his health had stayed, he had 
four. He had, five he had more stuff in the tank. Years still to go, so it was a great loss. But I think for both of us, we we're both jumbo fans now. It's fair to yeah. say. Oh no, definitely. Um, jumbo. The three names I take in great regard the most from this are Jumbo, uh, Kawada, and Fushi for very different reasons. Yes. Um, but those are the three I like. I come out liking the we most. Still have, we still have this. a couple more Fushi matches. We have a lot of Kawada matches to yeah. come. <laughs> um, but because even it's just weird to have a list where. I like, they're all everyone. Everyone's very good, but to say that those are my b- favorite three to come out of this series, and the series also included Kenta Kabashi and, and Misawa, mm. with all their like um, lineage, you know, it just goes like everything's subjective. Like those, are the three I like. Well, I think the that there's most. certain roles you're supposed to play in a six-man tag. It's why, like, I love the you know the Wyatts against the Shield, kind of the close thing to the six-man tags in WWE. Yeah, Eric Rowan and and Luke Harper played their roles perfectly, and it wasn't like they were and the kind of like Fushi. They weren't the equal to Rollins, Reigns, and Ambrose on a singles level, but in a tag team environment, and that they're willing to kind of sacrifice themselves for Bray Wyatt. Of course, yeah, it means that they're a danger in a different way to the way that Seth Rollins, Ambrose, uh, mm. Reigns, and and Wyatt are. So that was the thing with Fushi. Fushi was the one that was susceptible. Fushi and Tawei were the ones that were going to lose the fall. And that was why it was interesting. I think it was more in the second match. The Saruta wasn't really angry at Tawei for losing. Yeah. You know, it was just, that's the way it happened. You, know, young, you know, we we fought hard and we, you know. We just I mean, they celebrated enough. post-match, you know. It just was the yeah. situation. That's kind of the way that it works with these tag team matches. Sometimes tag team matches can seem unimportant in Japan. But they, they're they like the basis of most of the tours and then they do their singles match. But these all felt significant, important matches where they were giving their all in it. Yeah. Um, But I don't really have much more to add really to this one other than it's a bloody good match and you should watch it. It's just not the best of the of the three that we saw. No. But the one of the three if you that we saw to... is one of the best matches we've ever seen. Yeah. If you had to watch one, I would say it would be the previous one we've covered. Yeah. But this is still very good. Yeah. So, that is another episode for us. Our next one we shall be covering. I'm very sorry. I should have had this immediately up to me. We'll be back with Kent Kabashi. Um, but he's with his other Super Generation Army member, Tsuyoshi Kikuchi. As they face off against the Canadian-American duo of... Doug Furness and Dan Crawford for the All Japan All Asia Tag Team Titles. So that's something for you to look forward to. I'm guessing you don't know any of the other three, particularly. Nope. <laughs> I had some knowledge of Furness and Lafon from their work in WWE and ECW. Not so much their All Japan work. So this will be very. Who were they? Were they under the same name? In uh, Dan Crawford was Phil Lafon in, right. in the WWE and ECW. I think he was Dan Crawford in ECW. They had some really good matches with Sabu and Rob Van Dam. Um, so that might be if you enjoy that maybe it'll be something you'll follow up on afterwards potentially but, but until then if people want to get in touch with you Simon maybe tell you a bit more about Dan Crawford and Doug Furness and Sayoshi Kikuchi how can they do so uh, they can get in touch with me on Twitter where I'm so known as Simon Cross Free um, I've used this before but this is such a good trilogy I'm going to do it again so known because it's the third match in this trilogy mm. uh, my name's Lorcan Mullen that's L-O-R-C-A-N M-U-L-L-A for Sarut R <laughs> N for Masanobu. 
That's a really terrible way of doing it. <laughs> I'm running out of things. That's my Twitter account, email address, you put at gmail.com at the end of it. Uh, Facebook, Twitter, everything. If you want to get in touch with the show, we have a show email address of lmtyspod at gmail.com. Give us your opinions. Give us some historical context you think we might have me- missed out. And just see how you, and just let us know how you're experiencing the show, what you what you like about it, what you'd like us to change, what you think we've missed out. We're very much in for that, and we will hopefully have correspondence episodes as we go along for your emails to be heard. But until the next time, my name's Lorcan Mullen. My name's Simon Cross. Thank you for letting us tell you something. Have a five star time until the next time. I can give it up on the first day. have to exist outside this place and did you know that I, I can't change but if stars should shine by the very first time then it's fine so So much time